Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week has been an ultra big week as we have kicked off our free five-day fully charged challenge. But it is not too late. So if you haven't signed up for the challenge yet, head on over to the podcast show notes now and sign up. And if you've been interested in the Mind Movement Health membership, where we have Pilates workouts, simple healthy recipes, you know, monthly question and answer sessions where I answer all your movement, nutrition, health questions, masterclasses every month, and so much more, then definitely sign up for the challenge because I have an amazing offer for you and an, a massive bonus that I hope you can take advantage of. So definitely head on to the show notes and sign up for that now. Otherwise, we're going to delve straight into our topic of this week, which is how do we know when we're making progress? Now, I wanted to chat about this on the podcast because I had a client a couple of weeks ago during the class who is fairly new to Pilates. So they about probably seven or eight lessons in. So, you know, about eight weeks into their Pilates journey, they have had quite a few sort of underlying conditions happening with osteoarthritis, um, some nerve issues, headaches, tension, lots of stress. And they've had to start really gently in their Pilates journey because understandably there's a lot going on. And there's multiple practitioners working with this lovely client of mine. So we're not just, you know, working on building her strength and her flexibility and her stability through her body through Pilates, but she's also, you know, seeing a physio, seeing an osteopath, seeing other practitioners that are working as well. So it was a really interesting question because for me as a Pilates instructor, with every client that I work with, I can see the changes in their body from lesson to lesson. With even in that short period of time of her eight lessons, I can see the changes. So for me, it's really surprising for someone to ask, well, how do I see, you know, obviously they don't feel like they're making massive progress. So what should they be looking for to determine that, yes, they are actually moving forward? So for this client, you know, I went through a few different things, but generally what we want to think about is if we have started some sort of movement program, whether or not it's Pilates or swimming or CrossFit or whatever it may be, there's a few parameters we can look at for our progress and they are how many reps can we do? So if you first started in your exercise program and you know we'll talk about a glute bridge, for example, if you could only do 10 glute bridges, but now that you, you can do 30, then you've obviously obviously progressed and built up strength to be able to have that endurance in your muscles to do more reps. So looking at the number of reps you can do is a big one for progress. Also, 
you know, this is what I went into with my client is what is her pain parameters like now, eight weeks after starting Pilates. So when she came in, she was having, you know, really chronic headaches, chronic pain, very, you know, emotional because of that level of pain that had been going on for quite a period of time. And now she's having some headaches, pain isn't as bad, some discomfort, but you know, in her body, but the pain isn't bad, some, you know, nerve reactions, but it's not happening as frequently. So even just looking at the amount of pain you feel from day to day, if that's diminishing, then you're progressing and you're building that strength and flexibility and stability that you need to keep going. So, you know, the amount of pain that you started with compared to the amount of pain you had now is a definite indicator of whether or not you're making progress. On top of that, we want to look at, you know, do you find the exercises hard or have they gotten easier over time? Now, you know, as an instructor, we can see this in our clients. So going back to that glute bridge example, you know, my client might start with 10 glute bridges and then they might build to 20 glute bridges. And then I will ask them to do single leg glute bridges. So it's increasing that difficulty. And then I might add in hand weights while they're doing that single leg glute bridge. And so you can see how we can add, you know, more reps. We can add in or change the exercise to increase the the difficulty. So we're reducing the stability, okay, to increase the difficulty. And then we're adding weight. So if you can see that your exercises are getting harder, then you know you're progressing. And as an instructor, that's part of my job is to evaluate where my client is at and, you know, how their strength is going and then progress and add on to the exercises so that they can see the results and really, you know, maximize that strength throughout the exercise or flexibility or whatever it may be or balance that we're working on specifically. So have a look at the degree of difficulty of your exercises over a period of time and see if they have gotten harder. Now, you also want to look back to where you started. I think, you know, often people really do forget how much pain they were in or how limited their movement was or how weak they were, you know, you know, in their upper body or, you know, whatever it may be when they first start out. So highlighting that. And if you are somebody that's just at home, tracking your workouts really helps you to do this. Maybe you only started with five minute workouts, you know, that was mostly stretching, but now you're completing a 30 minute workout that has a lot of strength and stability work and balance work and weights. So you can look back to where you were to where you've now arrived to. And looking at that comparison is another great way to see your progress. Going back to my client, it had been eight weeks. So for her, with her issues going on, when she first started, we had to be really careful of her neck and her upper body because any little bit of movement that she did would flare up her neck and she would end up with either migraines or headaches. Eight weeks in, we can now add in upper body exercises, we're adding in rotational exercises and extension and flexion, and we're moving her upper body and she's not getting the pain. So, you know, even in that short week, eight week period, we've already increased her range of movement and her strength and stability to be able to include those exercises. So that's, you know, another big thing to look at is thinking of where you were. And sometimes it's hard to remember, but if you can, or you've got an instructor and my clients will often say to me, you know, 
oh, am I really getting stronger? And I'll say, yeah, think back. When you first arrived, you had terrible back pain and we had to do, you know, very similar exercises over and over to build that strength. And now look what you're doing. Single leg, adding in weight, balancing on a bozu, you know. So highlighting that fact can be really helpful as well. Now, outside of the gym, you know, or outside of your fitness, there are other things that you can look at to measure your progress. They might be whether or not you're repeating the same habits. So if you're trying to either, you know, break the habit of smoking or break the habit of reaching for chocolate every time you feel bad, are you repeating those habits or have you started to break them? Are there times that you're not reaching to do these things? So looking at the way your habits are and how your habits have changed and developed is another way of looking at your progress. Also looking at things like your cravings or how you feel, your emotions, your energy levels. You know, are you waking up in the morning feeling energized? Has going to bed at that earlier time made that difference that you wake up and feel like you have more energy? So looking at those change in our habits, looking at the new habits we are adopted and seeing if they're serving us is another great way to check our progress. Tracking what you do is another way to look at your progress. So if you are following a plan, you know, maybe it's an exercise plan where the workouts get harder. Maybe it's an eating plan where, you know, you start off having only just swapping out the odd thing, but by the end of the week or the two weeks, you're eating, you know, a lot more vegetables, a lot less processed foods. So following a plan, okay, which is why we have our success plan in the, in our Mind Movement Health membership so that people can start and have a plan that they can stick to and over those two weeks see the progress because the workouts do get harder, okay? You can see the progress at the end of the two weeks from adopting that healthy eating plan that's part of that success plan. So either following a plan or tracking and writing down what you've been doing, okay? Attending classes where you are, you know, can tick off, you know, which classes that you attend so you can see how consistent you are because as we know consistency makes a huge difference when it comes to making progress and achieving our goals now if you want quick progress and this is you know still on that sort of topic of tracking your progress but if you want to know what is the best way to get the quickest amount of progress in the shortest period of time then that's when we have to look at our commitment to what we're doing. Are we really following through and doing our workouts? Are we eating healthy, you know, 80% of the time and just having our 20% where we're having our, you know, treats and things added in? Or are we slipping a little bit and kind of forgetting to do those things? So looking at our commitment and our consistency, because these are the top ways that we are really going to get the results that we want a lot quicker. And then also accountability. If you are someone and, you know, this is everyone. A client said to me the other day, why do you still have a Pilates instructor? You've been teaching Pilates for 20 years, but you still have a class, a weekly class with a Pilates instructor. Why? Don't you know everything? And I'm like, yeah, I know a lot about Pilates, but like everybody else, 
I know I have to turn up to that class because my instructor is waiting for me to arrive. Okay. So one, there's a blocked out time where I'm going to follow through and commit and do Pilates every week. If everything else doesn't go to plan. Okay. There's a whole lot of words you could say. If everything goes to, you know, not to plan and I get stressed and busy and things pop up, I know that every week I have that time with my instructor that I will show up and commit to because I have committed to her so I will follow through. So that accountability, whether or not you're showing up to meet your instructor or meet a friend or you've booked into a gym class or a workshop or whatever it may be, having some sort of accountability makes a huge difference. And that's where even if you're putting skin into the game, in the sense that you are investing in a membership, you know, or a program or classes. If you are investing money too, you're more likely to show up and follow through or use your program or use your membership because you know you've invested in it. So investing money is investing in yourself. So following through is a big part of that. And having that accountability can really help. We also, you know, having that in my instructor, I said to my client, I said, if I wasn't standing here with you right now, do you think you would do 20 reps of this exercise? And she kind of laughed. And I said, that's exactly why I see an instructor too, because I know like everybody else, what I should be doing and what I could do. But sometimes you need the help. You need that belief in someone else to believe that you can actually do those 20 reps because like everybody else, when I work out, I will go back to the exercises I enjoy doing. Maybe then they're necessarily, you know, they're not always the ones that I should be doing or I really need to do. They feel good at the time and I enjoy them, but the exercises that I tend to struggle with are the ones that I really need to do. And they're the ones that I'm going to avoid when I'm, you know, just working out by myself. But if I'm working with an instructor or I'm following a workout online and, you know, I'm being told what to do and how to do it and being guided through, then, you know, there's a much higher chance that I'm actually going to follow through and do it. Now, we also need to think outside the box when it comes to progress, because a lot of the time people will say to me, I've got a really sore back and I'm going to start Pilates. Now, if they're only doing Pilates, then it's really easy to track our results. We can see, you know, you start Pilates and four weeks later, you have less back pain. Pilates has made a difference. But sometimes there might be that multifaceted approach, as I was saying about my previous client, you know, that if you're seeing an osteo and you're having massages done and maybe you're doing other types of sports, then there may be a collective, you know, benefit from doing these things and you will see progress, but sometimes we may need to tweak something else to see more progress come through more quickly. Now, a great example of that is if you're an athlete. So say you're a tennis player and you're, you know, great, you've got a coach, you're training, you're getting really strong in your tennis, but you want to get more power, okay, or you want to be quicker or whatever it may be, that's where adding in cross-training may help, which is where you might add in Pilates to build up more core strength so then you get more power when you hit. You may also add in seeing a massage therapist. So you get that release between sessions, you recover quicker between sessions, and then you can be more efficient in your next coaching session. So whatever it is, 
having that multifaceted approach, adding in something else to help you see the results quicker, to really help with that progress is very beneficial. And especially when it comes to, you know, if you're an athlete or if you're really trying to train for, you know, a marathon event or something that's requiring a lot of physical strength, then multifaceted approaches help too. But the same as if you, you know, trying to get a result with your weight loss, you may be finding that the scales just aren't budging. But you may be working out, you may be increasing strength, so your muscle mass may be going up, you may find that the fat is, you know, the level of fat that you have in your body is decreasing, but you also may be going through menopause, and so there may be hormonal issues. So working with an acupuncturist or a Chinese medicine therapist or a naturopath to help get hormones back under control can again help you get that progress that you're not seeing by doing those other things. So I guess to highlight, there are ways to speed up your progress, but if you are feeling stuck and you're really not feeling like you're progressing, then look at a different approach. Speak to someone that can help you. Maybe there's something that you haven't been looking at Maybe there's an exercise you haven't been adding in or doing. Maybe there's, you know, something else that's missing in the puzzle. And sometimes that's really hard to diagnose ourselves. And that's where if we can, you know, even start by asking a friend who may have been through something similar and getting some contacts, speaking to your doctor, speaking to your trainer, whoever it is that you're working with, ask those professionals for advice because it really can help. And that's part of the reason why within in the My Movement Health membership, we have a monthly question and answer session so that when you know members are stuck with either progressing in whatever area of their life in the health and fitness realm, they can ask questions. And I have a team of people that I can reach out to too. So if I'm not a specialist in that area, then I'm able to reach out and get that advice and pass that on to one of our members too. So it's really helpful having that network of people that you can reach out to. Okay. So I hope by listening to this episode, you realize that you have made a lot more progress than you probably think you have in many areas of your health. And if you're ever thinking about how do I know if I've made progress, then go back and have a look at these things. The other thing is intuition and being in tune with our body is another way that we can look at making progress. Yes, we can see the stats written down on the paper, but how do we feel physically and mentally? Are we feeling happier? You know, do we have less roller coasters of emotions? Can we concentrate better? Do we feel more relaxed more of the time? Do we feel more energized? So listening into your body is really important and something that, you know, I think we often sort of just take for granted and we just keep going. But thinking about our body, thinking about how we feel can be a great way to think about how far we've come with our progress. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this week. Again, if you haven't signed up for the free five-day fully charged challenge, it is not too late. Sign up, join up, you know, go back, complete our first couple of days if you can. Otherwise, go through from today and, you know, check out that amazing offer I have for the membership and the bonuses coming through for you because it is specifically for our five-day challenge members. All right, have a fantastic week, everybody, and I'll see you next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated 
for each time we release a new podcast.